All right, folks, it is a Saturday night party. Thank you for joining me. 10-29-2022. It's a Saturday session where we're going to have a little bit of fun. But we got to talk about some more dates. We got to talk about some more events and a November to remember on the way. We talked it was going to be a massive September, a massive October, shock and awe events that did play out. And the timeline continues marching on into November. What an amazing time to be alive. God bless you all. I wanted to remind everyone before I get started with this show that you can go and get in touch with my partner if you're looking to roll over your 401k or other retirement account to Precious Metals. We've recently been sharing some shocking information, data, in regards to the Precious Metals, specifically silver. And so if you are looking to roll over your 401k, maybe save what's left of your 401k and reallocate some to some precious metals. My partners can help you do so. You can find the links down below in every single video and at the very top of my website, zachrector.com. I appreciate all of you guys for joining me this morning. I appreciate uh, this this evening. I'm sorry, this is a Saturday night session. We're gonna have fun. We got some very, very important dates and events to play out over the next month, and we're just gonna get started here right away, taking a look at the market. At the time of this recording, our Bitcoin is at 20,777. Ethereum, 1,600, and our XRP is just under 47 cents. Let's take a look at the charts here. Taking a look at the charts, you can see we zoom out on the daily chart, and we are just moving sideways. Many people getting excited. Many people getting bullish because Bitcoin just went and touched up at 21K just within the last 24 hours. But as you guys can see, you zoom on out to the June lows. We go, this is the daily chart all the way back to the June lows. Zoom on out and you'll see we hit that low of 17,600 back in June. We hit that high of 25,192 back in August. Okay, so that's the range that we've been trading in, and it's been really tight over the last month. Can't break through 20K. We finally break through 20K. Okay, we're approaching 21K. Touch it, and we have stalled out, but we could get a little bit more of a run-up leading up into these dates that I'm about to share with you guys. Specifically, we're talking about the FOMC meetings taking place this November 1st and 2nd. That's going to be Tuesday and Wednesday, the week ahead. This is why it's so important to be tapped in on this channel and why we say don't focus on the you know specific events playing out on certain dates. Look at these windows of opportunity, but we know we have this event to look forward to. We know Jerome Powell will be speaking at 2.30 Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday. We will get the story from Jerome. Now, this is the state of the market right now. Everyone is hoping the markets have turned bullish because they think we're about to get pivot language. They think the Federal Reserve is about to reverse course and lighten up on us and ease off on the pain that everyone is feeling. In a separate video, I will go deeper on that uh, over the next couple of days. We'll be covering that, right? Jerome Powell going to be speaking on Wednesday, something to look out for. I will continue to uh, watch that and report on that one the day of. But I'm just telling you right now, as far as the markets are going to move, I am not getting faked out by this rally. This is another bull trap rally. There's no reason to get excited. I, you know, I wish. I wish I could share some bullish story for Bitcoin, for the Bitcoin bros still left and remaining. I wish I had a bullish story for you, a bullish case, 
um, any sort of utility on the network. I wish I had that for you. I don't. And there's no reason to get excited, even from the technical analysis. And then obviously, looking at the fundamental analysis, what are you smoking if you think that the lows are not in? In my opinion, this is just one man's opinion. But look at the fundamental analysis and what is still needing to be cleaned out of the cryptocurrency space and the traditional finance system in the stocks and Elon marching into Twitter and he's going to fire half the staff or whatever he's going to do. We still got a lot in this timeline left, but we are rolling into some major, major events. So November 1st and 2nd is the next ones I'm looking out for this week. Coming up this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, FOMC meeting. We're going to get to see, are they going to raise another 75 basis points, which is what we believe they will do, right? That's already priced in. The market already expects that. But now we're just hoping that Jerome Powell will give it some pivot language. You know, talk dirty to us, Jerome Powell. In this case, talk easy to us. Tell us that there's a future for us. As our real estate values plummeting, getting hit, getting smacked up, 401ks, getting decimated, and your crypto bros, uh, myself included, we've been obliterated. I mean, we have been just demolished. I mean, it's unbelievable what's happened to my portfolio. But what do we do? We, we, we thank God for this opportunity to acquire these assets, these suppressed assets during this time. Now, let's get on into this because there's other dates that I wanted to share with you guys. Let's take a look here. So if you see here, next week's major US economic reports and Fed speakers. So on Monday, we will have the Chicago PMI. We have the S&P US manufacturing PMI on Tuesday, job openings, uh, construction spending, motor vehicle sales. Okay, so we're gonna get some really good economic data this week coming up here. Rental vacancy rate, interested to see that one for real estate, the rental vacancy rate. And then we have the FOMC announcement and Fed Jerome Powell speaking. That's gonna be at 2.30 Pacific Standard Time, I believe right there, or sorry, 2.30 Eastern. 2.30 Eastern, check that on me, fact check that for me. But double check, uh, Jerome Powell going to be speaking on Wednesday though, okay? And then uh, we have some more coming out on Thursday, quite a bit coming out on Thursday. Uh, initial jobless claims, foreign trade deficit. Uh, what was the previous number? Negative $67 billion foreign trade deficit. I mean, these numbers are brutal. Um, and then we will, we will see the unemployment rate on Friday. And uh, that's going to be interesting to see the average hourly earnings along with the labor force participation rate which is just hilarious how they do this. The unemployment rate, the labor force participation rate, you get a participation trophy if you uh, just sign, uh, you apply to some jobs, you know. It's unbelievable how they've manipulated all of this data. But nonetheless, we're gonna get moves, we're gonna get volatility leading up to this week. What I'm expecting is a run-up. That's why I am short, not financial advice. Please, I'm not here to send signals, I'm not here to give you trades. Per personally, my trade right now is down 30%. It's a terrible trade terrible trade and talk crap all you want about it. I don't care. We're seven for eight in the last three months shorting Bitcoin and I've grown my trading bag 80%. I don't even care. That's not how you build generational wealth. It's just kind of fun to, you know, kind of trigger the Bitcoin maxis and the Bitcoin boys uh, talking about shorting Bitcoin and how well it's worked out. But nonetheless, the trade's down 30% right now. I don't care because I've rode these trades for a week down 60% only for them to come back. And then I take profit at, you know, 13% or whatever. So anyways, uh, for the meantime, in the next couple of days, be ready. As has happened in the past, there's a pattern here. 
Fred, uh, Fed Chair Powell speaks. The markets initially are good. Oh, it's all it's all good. And then within 48 hours, the markets continue to roll back over after they come back down to reality. They get a little injection, you know, a little high, a little stimulus when Jerome speaks. And then we, we come back down to reality and we come back down to earth and realize that we're still in a bear market. We're still in a recession and that things are still going to get worse because the Fed is still raising interest rates. And this whole economy, every single asset basically runs on debt. And the suppressed assets have been heavily manipulated by derivatives. And when this thing flips, I'm going to talk about this later. Uh, someone talking about how the value of XRP is incomprehensible to most. And that's the value of the suppressed assets is incomprehensible to most. That's in more than just XRP. Silver, uh, I think even gold. And I, I think that you're about to see a major run-up in some of these other utility cryptocurrencies as well. But only a few. Only a few that are getting real deals done. But nonetheless, okay, so we got all this playing out. Then we've talked about this lunar eclipse. It's, it's a full moon lunar eclipse, 7th and 8th midterm elections on the day of November 8th. I'm not here to explain the why. I don't, I'm not here. I am not here to talk about the moon. Hey, man, I love your work. Until, until you mention the moon, what does the moon have to do with it? Do not take it up with me. Go do your own research. Pull up the moon phase indicator on your charts and figure it out. Because I'm done explaining. I'm done with the haters and the trolls and the people that if you're open-minded and you're willing to learn, God bless you. I will explain this and I've explained it many times. We get bearish energy around full moons. We've been getting bullish energy around new moons. Uh, we, we credit Waters Above Crypto for showing us how to use astrology, how to use these, uh, the, these strategies to watch the market. Huge shout to Waters Above. I always give him credit for turning me on to this whole pattern a year ago. God bless him. And we've been using it to short Bitcoin for the last three months, as I said, right? But uh, what happened again? New moon, partial solar eclipse, 1025. We told you about it. Shock and awe events through October, right? We talked about the dates a month ago. Talked about the dates in October. Here I am talking about the dates in November. The timeline doesn't end the next month, guys. This thing's going to play out for a while. As long as we're alive, we're going to be living through it. And a lot of us need to have patience. And a lot of us are just trying to get the quick fix instead of having true understanding um, in what you're investing in, whether or not you're even going to have a job for the next three to six months. Massive, massive amounts of energy. We knew it was going to be happening. Here we are. So the new moon. Eclipse Energy brought us a fake bull trap rally. Congratulations. We went up to 21K for Bitcoin. Stocks recently had a little bit of a rally too. Uh, and, and that was a brief moment where the dollar was actually, the DXY was actually cooling off a little bit after reaching highs, recent highs for the DXY dollar index, right? It's going to be short-lived. In my opinion, we roll over here shortly. They let this whole thing go. And the timing might not be exactly on that date. We might have our election. Maybe it's going to be a nice smooth. I, I would hope so. Hey, um, let's have a nice election in America. Let's, 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 let's do that. A free and fair election. That sounds good to me. But we have massive energy. The market's primed for another shakeup. Okay. And the November 7th and 8th date is another key one to watch that we're watching for next. Now, following that, 
We have the Ripple Swell Conference on the 16th and the 17th. This is going to be a massive, massive conference and event. I want to get in to some of this data here that we already covered, but I want to reiterate these points because it's so important. People are so confused on how much XRP does Ripple have, how much gets released from the escrow every month, what is on demand. Like we're trying to get people caught up to speed. And I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. Ripple is spending their own cash, fiat dollars, monopoly money from the United States Federal Reserve. They are trading it for XRP so that they can go sell it to their on-demand liquidity partners. Ripple does get a billion released to them from the escrow every single month, a billion XRP. So every quarter they get 3 billion XRP released to them. They returned 2.1 billion of that XRP back into escrow, back into a 55 month time lock escrow. They cannot touch that XRP again for another 55 months. That's how this works. But they tell us in these reports that recently, this last quarter, Q3, they spent, parted ways with 2.5 billy cash, traded it in for XRP, and they used that to sell $2.8 billion worth of XRP to their on-demand liquidity partners. Once again, they have not done programmatic sales of XRP since 2019. So they are not using XRP sales to fund their business. Follow the money, follow the XRP. When you see the XRP whale transactions of 10, 20, 40 million, 100 million XRP move from a Ripple wallet and we don't know where it went last week, just one of many huge movements in XRP that we saw. And then we see the numbers here, the, the dollar amount. They bought $2.5 billion worth of XRP. They turn around and sell $2.8 billion worth of XRP to on-demand liquidity partners. They didn't have to do that. They could have kept the cash and just sold off the billions of XRP that's released to them, but they willingly chose the righteous custodians to time lock it again for another 55 months. What do you think Ripple's thesis on XRP is based off of those moves? It's as simple as that. Let's look at the numbers because this is unbelievable. Let's look at these numbers. This is the sales, on-demand liquidity related sales. And I'm taking you guys all the way back to Q4 2021 and then Q1 of 2022. We got to go back a year. Follow the money, follow the XRP. Total ODL related sales in Q4 of 2021 was 1 billion, okay? So they finally broke a billion in Q4 of 2021 of on-demand liquidity related sales. The total purchases that month was 321, 321 million. Little super chat there from Tom Osmond, Canadian, two spot. Appreciate it, Tom. Thank you. Okay. Total on-demand liquidity related sales in Q1 of this year, 2022, was 1.3 billion. Total purchases was $1 billion, okay? So that was the first quarter in where Ripple parted ways with one billy to acquire XRP so that they could sell 1.3 billion to their on-demand liquidity partners. Let's fast forward, Q2 of this year. Total ODL related sales hits 2.1 billion. Total purchases that month, 1.7 billion, 1,717 million. How about that? 
1717. Total purchases 1.7 billion cash to buy XRP, turn around, sell $2.1 billion worth of XRP for on demand uh, related sales. This last quarter, Q3, the most recent numbers $2.8 billion worth of ODL related sales after $2.5 billion spent on buying and acquiring XRP. What's Ripple's thesis on XRP? as they report in the same quarter that they turn around and lock away 2.1 billion. And then I get people in the comments below. You don't need to buy You don't need to own XRP to use ODL. Correct. There is $91 million worth of on-demand liquidity leases, uh, or sorry, XRP leases for on-demand liquidity customers. You are right. Another product offering from ripple. Correct. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. That's why Ripple can throw 2.1 billion back in escrow. Folks, I mean, this is it. This is all you need to know. And then let's go to the Ripple Swell speakers. This is absolutely massive. The featured speakers, of course, we have Brad Garlinghouse. Then we have Jorn Lambert, MasterCard Chief Digital Officer. Derek Walton, Bank of America, Head of Gross... Uh, GTS, Emerging Payments and Innovation. Francesco Simonoski, TrueLayer, co-founder and CEO. Diane, uh, don't even gonna pronounce it. Hi, hi, CEO. We have, not even gonna try to pronounce it, Zhang from Amazon Web Services, right there. And he's the global head of innovation in GTM. Alex Manson from SC Ventures, Lulu Financial Holdings, Adib Ahmad, BCB Group, Head of OTC Trading, Hello Derivatives. I think we should run some of those across this ledger. It probably works pretty well. Scott Beck, and this is a major one right here. Scott Beck from the United Texas Bank. We are so excited about that one because here in America, folks, this is the beautiful thing is the state's can force the hand of the federal government and even of the central, excuse me, of the central bankers. The states can force the hand of the central bankers because they can move forward with regulations. They can move forward. Like North Dakota has their own central bank, essentially, the Bank of North Dakota. And then we see United Texas Bank. And we see these other institutions that can move ahead, right? And uh, this is just major. I'm so excited for this conference. Then we have Cindy Young, incredible work that she's doing, Managing Director of Europe. And then we got uh, Ran Goldstein, Fireblocks VIP or VP of Payments. We have Stephen Witt, that's from Zhang, uh, Change, however you pronounce that, change.com, right? That's that carbon neutral solution uh, on the XRP ledger. We have the Trust Wallet CEO. James Wallace, Ripple Vice President, Central Banks of uh, Central Bank Engagement. I would very interested to see, and uh, we are expecting some central bank announcements from this uh, event as well. Is what I'm looking out for. Navadi, General Manager of Blockchain and Digital Assets. Michaela Zurich, that's a major one right there. Navadi, longtime Ripple partner, massive. Marcus Tan from Tranglo. Here we go. Fire up the on-demand liquidity in the Philippines and that Southeast Asia re region. We love to see it. Emma Joyce from GBBC Digital Finance. Don't you get it, folks? I mean, do I need to go on and continue 
We have Naveen Gupta, Ripple Managing Director, South Asia in MENA. Love it. Love it. Uh, Susan Friedman, Ripple, Director of Public Policy. That's massive. That's massive. Xbot, uh, Xbot, that's massive there. Michael Anderson over there in Thailand, Xbot. Ripple Vice President, Global Head of AML and Sanctions, Minakshi Yera. That's important. Let's make sure we're in compliance while we're in a staged SEC lawsuit. Ernst Young, LLP partner. How about that? Amarjeet Singh. Love to see it. Ernst Young. Brooks and Twistle, Ripple SVP, Global Customer Success. Uh, love some of the speeches and the work that we've been hearing from Brooks. Love, love to hear what he's been doing. Every chance he, uh, every chance we get to listen to what he's up to, good stuff. Uh, let's see any any other ones. Ripple Vice President, Ripple Impact. That's Ken Weaver. Great, great. And um, Boris Allergon, Ripple Head of DeFi Markets, Director of Institutional Markets, and then the Ripple Senior Director of Custody. I would say that that about covers all of our basis, right? That that about covers it all from derivatives, right? Everything. And uh, it's, I, I, we're definitely going to get a couple big announcements. We always do. We always get, it's, it's very bullish, but then the price does nothing, as always. So the, the haters and the trolls will still be here. In the meantime, you know, they can make fun of us, but we know that the infrastructure, the groundwork's all being laid. And as I'm about to show you guys, actually, is that this next, next tweet right here. Check this one out. This is from Bull Run Boys, and I think this is so well said right here. USD is done. Saudi Arabia will join BRICS. Stop accepting USD for oil. Global trade will stop until a solid form of exchange is agreed upon. The world needs XRP. Its true value is incomprehensible to most. And that's right where I'm at. Most people can't even wrap their head around the size of these markets. The internet of value that will run on distributed ledger technology. Will Ripple XRP be the only winner? Obviously not. In previous technological industrial revolutions, We've seen there's multiple winners, um, but usually there's a handful that eat up most of the market. And what we're seeing right now is Ripple becoming the Amazon of payments and XRP being the most valuable digital commodity in existence. Now, I got another nice tweet, another uh, little interesting theory here. This one's from Molly Elmore. We've been sharing some of her content recently. Molly Elmore putting together a thread here. Will the US dollar be revalued as a catalyst to introduce a retail CBDC. I just want to say cheers to everyone for tuning in. Thank you everyone for joining me tonight. If you guys can, please smash that thumbs up. I see we got almost 589 in the chat, 569. I, I understand that uh, it is a late night session, but thank you everyone for joining me. Thank you so much. Okay. This is a nice little thread, nice little idea and uh, theory from Molly. Will the US dollar be revalued as a catalyst to introduce a retail CBDC? A perfect storm of conditions is leading to big changes for the dollar, and this is how I see it playing out. A thread on the revaluation of the US dollar and how that fits into a US retail CBDC. The petrodollar era is ending. If Saudi Arabia joins the BRICS alliance and sells oil in large quantities to other nations using a non-dollar currency, the petrodollar is over. The demand for dollars is high and has been for decades. This is largely due to the global supply chain centered around oil using only U.S. dollars for payment. Central banks around the world, including the U.S., have announced plans for a retail CBDC. 
There are legit reasons why citizens would not want a new programmable currency, so it would not be embraced in the current environment. However, this is largely due to the belief that it would be a one-to-one -one exchange. What if the value of the new CBDC were much greater than the fiat value? If the worldwide demand for dollars decreased and there was a more attractive currency to store value, the BRICS gold-backed currency, a flood of dollars would return to the U.S. A massive increase in the supply of dollars in the U.S. would lead to a hyperinflation situation much more severe than the inflation we currently are experiencing. Hyperinflation is very serious and would lead to civil unrest, riots, and starvation. The majority of people would not have enough to buy basic necessities of if the value of the currency dropped very fast to a large degree. A loaf of bread could cost $1,000 in a hyperinflation environment. Most people don't have that amount of money for basics. This would create a push for the U.S. government to provide a solution. Simply giving people more worthless money wouldn't work. Alternatively, issuing a new currency with a higher valuation to solve hyperinflation would be welcomed by hungry, desperate people. A blockchain-based money could reach the hands of starving people very quickly. The programmable element could be used to revive certain industries first, like food and energy, and prevent people from moving the new money into hard assets with a low velocity, like gold and silver. If the value of the CBDC were substantially higher than the fiat dollar, for example, 1,000 to 1, citizens would be highly incentivized to convert all of their fiat money into the CBDC. If they did not, the risk of their money becoming useless would be high. Stores and merchants would not accept the old money if the new money was more valuable and stable. Because the catalyst for this would be the introduction of the BRICS currency, the U.S. government would be able to blame this crisis on Russia and China. Everyone involved would be able to ignore the decades of decisions tied to fiat money that were actually the root cause. If the CBDC were offered to desperate people who are angry at foreign nations, they would be grateful to the United States government. The people would also ignore the dystopian scenarios that could come with a programmable currency that uses smart contracts. This scenario fits into why many people have been putting aside a portion of their wealth into hard assets like gold, silver, XRP, and Bitcoin as they function as insurance against a hyperinflated currency. Additionally, the thesis around a $50,000 buyback of XRP sounds too good to be true because the value of a dollar is high. In a hyperinflation situation, 50000 could, sadly, have the buying power of $5 present value. Hyperinflation would solve the national debt problem as it would be worth a fraction of its present value. Actually, all debt would go away and fits into the belief some have around a debt jubilee or global debt forgiveness. The push towards de-dollarization and the end of the petrodollar could create the perfect set of conditions for the United States government to introduce a retail CBDC without any resistance from the citizens. Fortunately, we still have time to prepare for this scenario. This is speculation and may not happen, but don't underestimate the significance of the end of the petrodollar on the value of the U.S. dollar. If you found this insightful, please follow me and retweet the first tweet below to share with others. Molly Elmore is a must-follow, putting together incredible threads, and I do agree that we see this play out before this is all said and done. Does the complete reset revaluation happen tomorrow, next week, next month? It looks like, in my opinion, over the next couple years, this will be finalized and most definitely the new financial system will be here by 2025. In my opinion, they want, they need uh, an excuse to usher in this system because then it does allow for them to take more power, have more control, have more surveillance, have less privacy. 
interesting that I see Ripple share a tweet here today from uh, the Digital Pound Foundation. They share an article piece here from the Digital Pound Foundation talking about CBDCs have the potential to enhance innovation, solve for inefficiencies, and increase financial inclusion. But for many, privacy remains a concern. The Digital Pound Foundation shares more on the considerations for developing a CBDC. Now, uh, I believe that Ripple here is, is, along with the Digital Pound Foundation, working and working on behalf of us to at least give us some sense of respect, privacy, privacy and security as well. Um, and, and for me, I continue to say that we are in the minority. The people that worry about this, that have this as a concern. For most people my age and younger, and as you see, digital payments continue to grow, most people don't care that their transactions are being tracked. Most people don't care about using face ID, biometrics, uh, whether it's a retina scan, face scan, thumbprint. Uh, they are going to be willing to put in Elon Musk's chip when that time comes. And it's already available and it's already being done. So. For many people, they say, I'm only going to use cash. You know, I'm never going to be participating in this. Okay, that's fine. I understand the concern. I do. At least for me, when I see out of all of the people that are at the table, the, the, the decision makers for CBDCs and how they will be rolled out, I get to see David Schwartz reply to tweets. I get to see Brad Garlinghouse speaking, making appearances, telling us, the truth about cryptocurrency, digital assets, and solving trillion-dollar problems. These guys are are not only you know making sure that they make some money. No, no, obviously, obviously, they're there to make money. They're there to change the world. They're there to put a dent in the universe, and that's exactly why we believe in them. Along with the fact that they're the most transparent in the space, and. For, for everyone here, the major issue with the CBDCs is, yes, the concerns around privacy. To me, the technology is inevitable. So that just means that now we're in a fight for our rights, for our privacy, but we've already been in that, right? And it's just one of many issues that we must continue to con confront here in the United States and across the world. But Molly in that thread makes a very critical point in how hyperinflation would wipe out the debt, they would be able to pay back the debt with cheaper dollars, right? It would be easier for them to, to, print, uh, to pay back that $30 trillion. But we have to remember that it's even bigger than that. It's not just $30 trillion of debt. It's hundreds of trillions of dollars of unfunded liabilities. And then when we roll over the old financial system, we have to remember, all of the shadow debt that we don't know about, and then all of the shadow derivatives that are valued in the quadrillions of dollars. All of that has to get put on the new system, which is why I think it is fair to say that the true value of XRP is incomprehensible to most people. The true value of most of these suppressed assets, including XRP and some of the other utility cryptocurrencies that I believe are getting real deals done with the precious metals, it's incomprehensible because these people don't understand how big these markets are. They don't understand how suppressed these assets have been by the debt and the derivatives. This month, November, is going to be one to remember. I, I have zero doubt about that. Another massive month about to hit. 
Make sure you guys smash that thumbs up if you guys like the content, if you appreciate how we're keeping you guys up to date. And then we continue to break down our strategies for how we're riding out this storm. If you guys are looking to join my exclusive community this morning, had another fantastic conversation within my Discord group. And my key takeaway was, is I have a new person coming to the group. And, you know, they ask, you know, where to get started and appreciate my, my content, my channel, and uh, finally joining the Discord community. But then they, they, they followed up with this. Once I learn, I would love to, tr uh, to teach others. I would love to be of service. And that's the beautiful thing within this group. Uh, what we've done over in our Discord group is we have a family of investors and researchers who are helping each other out. It's not just me. Yes, you get to have a conversation with me every Saturday uh, where we have a group chat talking about all of these events, talking about what we're investing in, the trades we're making, uh, our prepping strategies, our real estate strategies, how we run our businesses, everything. But you also have that helping hand. Hey, you need help setting up the wallet. You need help learning how to trade. You want to short Bitcoin too. We don't really recommend trading for noobs. It's something that you really got to be committed to, but here we can help you do it. It's everyone helping each other out on all of the assets, on all of the prepping, on all of the essential strategies that we've implemented for every single asset class. And I'm so thankful, the community stepping up and being of service. I couldn't be doing this. I want to give a huge shout out to my team, my inner circle uh, that helps me out with the most on the back end. We have a whole team of moderators as well helping me regulate the content, making sure all of these scammers, it's so saddening and so sick. It pisses me off that I even have to waste my breath and take any time on my live presentation to talk about these damn spammers. I have been getting some messages recently of people losing large amounts of money. I, folks, it sickens me. But please, I am not going to be reaching out on WhatsApp. I'm not going to be reaching out on anything. It's all at my website. If you want to join my community, there, it's all there, right? If you want to use our affiliate links, they're down below in the description. But I'm not asking anybody to invest with me. Don't send, I'm not asking, hey, send some money to this exchange, to this website, to this scam. That will not be me. I, 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 I barely have enough time for my family, let alone to DM random people. Uh, within the community. I wish I had more time to hang out with you guys. I try to I try to come on here as much as possible. But I barely have enough time for the fam, let alone sending out DMs. I am not messaging people, period. If you message me and I accept your message on Twitter or whatever, and I respond, you will be able to tell. Look at the username and it pisses me off and it's so sad because they get people that are new to this space. They don't understand how prevalent the scammers are. That's the, that's the sad and the scary part and why people hold off from investing in crypto. And that's so unfortunate because we, we think that cryptocurrency is the biggest opportunity considering all of the potential assets and investments that you could make right now. But for the new people, it is so confusing. It's new technology. It's all these wallets. You got to set up two-factor authentication. You got to do all this. You got to have a whole program. So that's why it's so important if you're looking to get caught up to speed, I highly recommend you guys join our exclusive community, our family over there in the Discord group, and we can help you get set up with all of that. If you're new to the space, and it's so unfortunate, the amount of people that are getting spent, I highly, if, if, if especially those of you elderly in the chat, God bless you. We have members in our Discord community over 70. For many of you guys, a lot of this digital payments, wallets, all this, it's, you know, we can help you through all that. And so, 
like I said, everything's at my website and uh, we're willing to help you guys out. I'm so blessed with my community, with my team, everyone that's been surrounded by me over this last year and a half of making content, trying to help people out. Uh, I, God, I am so thankful. So thankful. And we're just getting started too, by the way. 47,000 subscribers on YouTube. We're about 295,000 followers on TikTok. We are just getting started, but we do have a hundred, hundreds of thousands of people within the community already. Just think about that. Year and a half and nothing can stop what is coming. Huge super chat from Arcadius27 of the Canadian Funny Money. Huge shout out to the Canadians in the chat. Thank you for all the work you put in to keep us up to date, Zach. Much respect. Arcadius, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. And if we could smash that thumbs up for me, I would greatly appreciate that as well. Okay? Now, I'm not done. I'm not done, folks. We are not done tonight. Payments giant Visa has filed two trademark applications covering a wide range of cryptocurrency products and services, including its own crypto wallet. The filings also mention crypto transaction management and non-fungible tokens. So it got me thinking after my interview with Reggie Middleton talking about his patent for DeFi. Do we need to, like I was saying with XRP and Ripple, follow the money, follow the XRP? I think we need to include follow the patents follow the trademarks. We can see right here now Visa, payments process, one of the largest in the world, looking to make a massive, massive investment here into cryptocurrency technology. And you guys can go look at the, the trademark, the patent for yourself. It includes every digital asset basically in existence from NFTs to every cryptocurrency. And you can see all of the other trademarks that are being filed in that article as well. I believe that article from Bondcrypt uh, okay, that's the news.bitcoin one. I think I read a different one too that was talking about some of the other trademarks and patents as well. So for those of you that missed out, go back and watch the Reggie Middleton DeFi patent interview. Fascinating interview. And if you don't know about Reggie Middleton's story, I will just say this. It is a much must watch story and it's a developing story that it's a must watch in the cryptocurrency space. I will say that. As far as how far will he be able to go with his patents, he's just filed recently a lawsuit against Coinbase for hundreds of millions of dollars. I think it's a few hundred million dollars worth of damages. I don't know how that case is going to end up. I am waiting to see how far he will be able to go with enforcing his rights to his DeFi technology patents. Fascinating story. I had a great conversation asking him some very uh, you know, solid questions about what's your end goal? How is this? How far are you going to be able to go? What the hell is this whole story about? It was a fantastic conversation. If you guys are looking to learn about what, why are you talking about patents right now? Patents, trademarks, I think are actually going to play a massive, massive role in this technology, but it also confirms the investments that these traditional players are making in the new system. If you have any doubt, during this bear market recession, you can go look up these patents, these trademarks. This recent Visa one is a massive one, okay? So I think we need to follow the money, follow the XRP, and follow the patents and trademarks. There is massive developments underway. Folks, we are very close. But uh, in conclusion, I think we have another November. I think November, we're going to have a volatile November, a, 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 a season of change. Full moon lunar eclipse. Sounds like a great time. Sounds like a good time where they like to do the ones that worship, like to do the dances, like to do the rituals, 
May God be with us. And we continue to pray for peace. We don't do any sort of devilish dance on this channel. We continue to ask God to take us through to the other side of the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. But folks, it's looking juicy for this month. A November to remember. We stay strapped. We stay prepared. And we continue to ask God to lead us through because uh, we face evil. We face an enemy that is sick, that is willing to play dirty. And uh, nonetheless, fundamentally, we want to clean house. We want to prepare ourselves for this massive utility run once we get regulation, once we get a level playing field, and once the best players in the industry will uh, be able to win, be, be, be able to get institutional adoption. We are going to go to a place uh, and we are never coming back to these levels. We will never be coming back to these levels. $20 silver, 25 cent XRP. Even if we get smacked another 50% in the cryptocurrency space, we're already back up towards 50 cents. That means we only go back down to 25, 30 cents where we just recently had major, major support. So even if we get smacked one more time, we prepare to buy during that opportunity, but we understand that we are so close. Uh, folks, if you are listening to this message, you are tapped in on a level that most people are nowhere even close to. And that's not just a testament to what I'm talking about in my program. It's a testament to you guys as well. The advanced conversation that we are having on this channel within my Discord group is not found in other places. The analysis that we've combined, the limited experience that I have only being in business for eight years, I bring all of this experience, knowledge, research to you in a hope that we can take massive, massive advantage of the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. I appreciate all of you guys so much on the way out. Let's smash that thumbs up and hit that notification bell. Tomorrow, we will be going live Sunday, 6.30 Pacific Standard Time. Can't wait to see you guys there. It's going to be another fantastic session. God bless you all. Have a fantastic evening. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.